Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Oh man, I'm so excited to go out there and walk with Rudy, walk with Tyler Mitchell. Tyler with Rudy, you know, like just picking his brain and the defensive, you know, like defensive mind, player, play of the year, two-time defensive player of the year. I mean, like, I know that, you know, just learning from Rudy, like a guy like Rudy is really going to help my game a lot. I'm so excited to learn from Mitchell and, you know, his brain and what he brings to the table and, like, what he can do. Like, I'm just excited, so excited to learn from this, you know, just superstars. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited. Doki has a bouquet right there. The Jazz first round draft pick. Excited to learn from Rudy Gobert, a guy he's been modeling his game after. A defensive presence. That's the Jazz 27th pick in the draft, 38th pick. Uh, the Jazz moved, but then they were right back in with the 39th pick and they grabbed Elijah Hughes out of Syracuse. PK, we got time to hit this as the morning progresses, but give the people the headline right now, the legendary gut-level response from Patrick Kinahan. Oh, Doke is dope, man. Doke. That's all I got to say. Doke is dope. Doke or Dame, which one do you like better? I could feel you wincing as soon as you heard Doke on the call. Oh, no, no, no. No, I think Doke makes sense. It's much easier to say. Uh, So, And Kansas is one of these teams you watch in Syracuse. I know, so we see them. So they're, they're premier program, so you see them. Kansas, or, uh, Syracuse slipped a little bit as Bayheim's gotten older and can't hang it up. But uh, Kansas, yeah, they probably have to take a pay cut to play for the Jazz, but that's another story. Uh, yeah, he's he's got a lot of ability. You know, he's 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 a bull, man. Instead of dope, call him the bull. I mean, this guy, he had to lose 30 pounds going into his senior year because these uh, got the word got to him, hey. You want to play in the NBA, man. You can't play at this weight. You got to drop. And he did, to his credit. He did. And there had been some inconsistencies about approach and effort and what I've been reading as far as Kansas coaches being frustrated. And I think that going ahead and losing that weight shows, okay, you're serious about this you know, because you understand what's at stake. The thing that I like about both kids, I mean, they're old men. They are AARP guys compared. Hmm. You know, we were talking about this yesterday. He's saying how if you're 22, oh, man, he's older. I, I don't care. Give me 10 solid years. If you go from, say, give him a year to develop 23 to 32, I mean, I'll take it. So I like both these kids. And now Hughes only played three years because he was a transfer. I think it was from East Carolina, so he had to sit right. out. Uh, the one season, but he was in college for four years, and he was in Syracuse's program for three, eligible for two. So what I mean by that, the importance of it is that maybe they're a little bit more ready to uh, contribute immediately as opposed to being 18, 19 years old, because Jazz are in win-now mode, and that's what I want my team to be in. I mean, I'm not worried about five years from now. Who knows if I'm going to be alive in five years? I mean, that's dramatic, obviously. But I want them to be in win-now mode, and maybe these two kids being advanced can give you an opportunity to be in that. There's a lot to say about both these kids. I can't wrap it up here in what's trending. We'll get to it throughout the morning. To me, the red flag with Azubike is that uh, he played limited games his freshman and junior year. He ended up playing about 60% of Kansas's games over his four-year career. Now, back to what you said, you change your body, you know, as a freshman, 
you know, you're not ready for the pounding and all that, whatever. You're carrying too much weight. Does that lead to injury? Well, they were torn ligaments in the hand and wrist, though. Yeah, so... You got fat hands? So is it a freak... uh, One was a sprained ankle his junior year that he missed four games. Right. Freak trauma? Well, his... his, uh, his junior year, he missed. Uh, now I'm going to get he the missed, math. Twenty seven nine games. Right, he played. He right, missed twenty seven, but, but, but only four of them were, were on because the, of a sprained ankle. ankle. Yeah. The, the, the sprained, rest is on the yeah. Yeah, the freshman and soft and junior years, he only played a total of twenty games, and both of the significant injuries were in the wrist hand. He had four games that he missed because of a sprained ankle. ankle that you could say potentially is the weight. weight. But I don't think you can say the wrist <laughs> and all that is because of your weight. Nevertheless, he basically only had a third of a season for two of the four years. Yep. It's, it went it went the freshman, junior, and then sophomore, senior, he was fine. His most recent year, I, I think he probably would have come out after three years. Oh, he would have. If yeah. he had played because he – But he, he wasn't healthy. He tested the draft after his second year. <clears throat> his sophomore year was – was a big step forward. So he tested it. You do the deal where you don't get the agent, and then you come back. And uh, But then he played nine games. So he ends up being a four-year guy. Although, oddly, with a September birthday, he's listed as a 21-year-old. I was reading stuff last night. Is he 20 or is he 22? Yeah, I think he was born in 1999, September 17th, yep. I think it yeah. was. Yeah. All right, more on the Jazz and the Draft coming up. DJ and PK, stay with us. Hashtag NBA. I can't even describe it. Uh, my family is emotional. I feel like when I get off here, I'm going to get emotional, and I'm just blessed to beyond measures to be in this situation. Just versatility, be able to rebound, run the floor, block shots, and just space the floor out for my size. And uh, I've been playing a, like a lot of pickup games and stuff this summer, and like I've just been I'm just really just improving my game every day. So I'm, so I'm ready, and I'm prepared. That's Anthony Edwards on being the top pick. James Wiseman on what he brings to the Warriors is the second pick. I think the easiest prediction of the night was that Wiseman was going to end up with the Warriors, and he did. But, man, the Warriors stole the headlines before the draft even started. Klay Thompson in a pickup game. They're fearing it's an Achilles injury. It sounded really bad. Then there was a report later, maybe it's not that bad. I guess we'll find out later today. Uh, but he seemed to think it was bad, judging by his body language and the stories we heard about what happened on the court. That'd be horrible if he ends up missing two straight years, PK. ACL, one leg the ACL, and now the other leg the Achilles, if that's what well, it is. I mean, let's see what the medical reports say. I mean, yeah. obviously, if he missed any one year, month, man, I mean, no question. But I haven't seen a report. I just a bunch of sources, so I'm going to wait and see until it's official. Uh, trades everywhere. Did any of these catch your attention more than the other? The Sixers send Al Horford and two draft picks to Oklahoma City in exchange for Danny Green, unloading a lot of salary right there for a team that's sitting on like a $147 million payroll without without that deal. Now, still huge, but uh, less. Uh, Houston trades Trevor Ariza to the Pistons in exchange for a future first-round pick. Uh, Seth Curry to play for his father-in-law, Doc Rivers, after the Mavs traded him to the Sixers. The Kings' Bogdan Bogdanovich is going to enter free agency. Man, your head's spinning with all the deals. But are, any, are they all just deals, just pushing guys around? Anything really catch your attention? Nothing yet. Uh, we'll see if this uh, Bogdanovich thing goes through to the Bucks because, the, you know, they with uh, – 
the combo, uh, they can get some shooters, and that's going to help. I don't know if it's going to go through. We'll see how that plays out. Our man Rubio traded twice. Yeah, he's back to Minnesota now. Started, which actually I think is a nice spot for him. One of the guys, uh, I think it was, uh, who was it? Uh, Okoro. They said, man, if, you know, if he hits a jump shot, he can be an all-star. And I'm thinking, yeah, man, if that pitcher could throw strikes, he'd be really good. I mean, come on. you got to be able to shoot. Some I did laugh at that can't, one. can't shoot a lick. It was Bruce Pearl's I mean, Okoro, head coach. 29% from uh, three. 60, 67% from the free throw line. I mean, ball, 25% from three in the statistics. Makes me nervous, man. you got to be able to shoot. I mean, that's, that's why I brought up Rubio. If Rubio could shoot, he would have been an all-star because he does everything else very, very well. But he's been going to be in the league for 10-plus years, so good on him. But he's not a consistent shooter. And, you know, with uh, what they got going on in Minnesota, uh, he's better than what they have. And so they're not going to ask him to shoot that much, but that's always been something that's plagued his ability to achieve star status. You've got to be able to shoot nowadays. And so it just makes me wonder what's going on. Sam Merrill, the former Aggie, the last pick of the draft. New Orleans drafts him. He'll be traded to the Bucks. A shooter around Antetokounmpo. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know, Antetokounmpo has what I think right now is the signature move in the NBA, that uh, dribble that he does and the drop step, which for him is about 10 yards. (laughs) It seems like he does that one drop step, and he is right on top of the rim. And a lot of the times he just finishes with the dunk. But, you know, as defenses continue to guard him and with five guys when he drop steps, you know, if he makes that pass, Merle's a kid who can make that shot. This is your last pick of the second round. I mean, once you get what? 15 in the second round, 15 and beyond, you know, it's tough to make a team. With the G League now, you can make a roster, but can you be with that team? Can you make contributions in the NBA? Remains to be seen. It's happened, so I'm not ruling any of those guys out. You know, Pace's kid went, what, uh, 38th to the Warriors? uh, 48th. 48th, excuse me, 48th. Uh, That's a tough spot to be in. At the same time, He's going to a place where he knows. He knows Steph Curry. Uh, obviously, uh, they have a connection there with Kerr with the University of Arizona. And so it's going to be tough, but you're going to get your opportunity. And that's really all that you could ask for for Sam, for Nico, for I assume Yoli Childs is going to get an opportunity here. There's been plenty of guys who've made the league who are not drafted. And did you see what Lou, Lou Dort had? He tweeted out, uh, don't worry, man. It's basically, I'm paraphrasing. You can look it up. Basically, uh, the draft is a number. Don't let it discourage you. And he speaks from experience because he wasn't drafted, (laughs) right? And then we know by the end of the season, he's starting on a playoff team, and they reward him with a fancy contract. I first heard about him. We might want to call Scotty when it comes to Lou Dort. Might want to call him uh, a bird dog in the way Grandpa Al Lewis (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow, the Wayback Machine. The Grandpa Al Lewis. Because Yuck, Scott, you're 11. <laughs> Scotty replaced Al Lewis, and then Al Lewis, the bird dog, Grandpa Al Lewis of the Munsters, told us he was a scout in the NBA. And we asked him about Mark Eaton. Did he see him being so good? He said, Who? Oh. <laughs> 
but I first heard of Lou Dortz when Scotty's around this time two years ago. He was down in Vegas. He texted me because he went to the kid went to ASU, and I don't I didn't follow it that much. Kid from Canada. He said, "Man, have you, you what do you know about this? I don't know anything." He said, "Well, this kid's a player." Scotty was the first one who told me about Lou Dortz being a player, and now he's in in the NBA. Well, I think the thing Sam Merrill has going for him, I read last night that the Bucks, and, and this may partly depend on that deal with Sacramento and whether it goes through or not, but the Bucks are uh, up against it big time, and they need inexpensive guys at the bottom of their roster. Sure. I mean, everybody does, but apparently the way their roster is built right now, they've got spots for inexpensive guys. Hey, so that's how I got my radio spot with you. There it is. An inexpensive guy, and all this time I've been an inexpensive guy. Look at me. 19 years later, I'm still right. an expensive guy compared to you. Whatever gets your foot in the door. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Well, more games getting canceled. Uh, the draft kind of buried some of the news, but... 12 games, 13 games, 14 games, and caught up in all of that yesterday. The Utah State game for Thursday night with Wyoming is off. An upward trajectory of COVID-19 cases within the Aggie program. So now 14 games canceled or postponed this week. It was 15 last week, and we're sitting here on Thursday morning. There's still time. We got two days to go. Yeah, there's still time to lose a couple more, right? Ah, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Uh, so if you're looking for football tonight, that one's off the table. Uh, Tulane and Tulsa play tonight, but there's uh, NFL football as well. The college football playoff uh, management committee agreed to discuss moving the games. And shortly after that, they agreed not to move the games. So I think we can all assume, unless the SEC has a problem, they're not moving the games. Now, if the SEC doesn't play football for a couple weeks, maybe they'll, they'll revisit well, this. I think what they'll do is once they make their selection of the four, and then if the, any of the four have an issue, then it will definitely be moved. That was the uh, report out there that said they don't want to call it. off a semifinal yeah, game. Yeah, right, so I think it. that is the most likely scenario. And I'm starting to think, I've been on this bandwagon for a few weeks. You'll eventually get there. I know you will. <laughs> this, this season, in terms of competition and standings, it just doesn't matter nearly as much. So why extend it? Why push it back into February? Why make these kids go a month longer, potentially some of them? It, 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 they're already living an abnormal life. Get it over with and then move on. See about the vaccines. Now they'll be down the list on the vaccines. We understand that. But get it over with. Get to the off season as soon as you possibly can. Uh, that, that within reason of playing some games. That's my line of thinking. Don't push it back three or four weeks or a month and make these kids be in this situation where they're tested a thousand times over. Blah blah blah. This doesn't seem right. That's where I would. That's where I draw the line. In that these guys are college kids here. I think the line has been drawn that uh, you should have kicked off when we kicked off, and we're not moving it back for you, Pac-12. I think that was what happened for about 45 seconds in the meeting before they decided they weren't moving their dates. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. 
We have to get back to mixing our stuff and getting back to balance so we're not just relying on the throwing game where they can keep calling their stuff to get after you, to cover you you know, more aggressively because they don't have to respect the run as much. So uh, we ran for 100 yards, but it wasn't a great 100 yards, and uh, we, need to, we need to get our game mixed up. I mean, that's, that's, just, that's just the way we play best. Of course, that means getting Chris Carson back. He's been out about a month, Pete Carroll. And the Seahawks missing uh, the guy who was their leading rusher until he was overtaken by Russell Wilson. But they miss him. He's had a foot injury. Will he be back tonight? Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks, Fox in the NFL Network. That's a big game in the NFC West. Both those teams at 6-3. and three. Now, you can oversell any one game, but 6-4 and four doesn't feel very special, PK. At 6-3, and three, we're in a three-way tie. We're in a battle at 6-4. and four. We're barely over 500. What's going on here? What? Technical difficulties with PK. Yach, you'll make the magic happen there. All right, uh, starting this Saturday, all NFL teams must operate under the league's intensive COVID-19 protocols for the remainder of the season. The league sent out a memo, requirements uh, under the protocols, which 20 of the 32 teams have already experienced at some point this season, include virtual team meetings and the wearing of masks by all players and staff at all times while in the facility, including during practice. And the NFL's... Showing they're pretty serious about this. They find the Raiders over a million bucks. They're ready to take away draft picks. But it's clear that if somebody picks it up, and obviously the numbers are going up in a lot of cities, they do not want it to spread and wipe out a game. PK, we were told a college football game in the Pac-12 is worth $5 million. They're obviously worth more than that in the Big Ten and the SEC. And I think we can all assume they're worth even more than that in the NFL. And the NFL does not want to lose any of those games. So everybody mask up in the facility. And prepare to be fined. Otherwise. And those are those are stringent rules, and that's what I was talking about. Do we really need college kids going through that? Pro, yes. But do we really need college kids going through that for an extra month so some bogus playoff thing can be expanded or conducted, what have you? My answer to that is no. But at the NFL level, absolutely. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. So the flip side would be allow those teams to play so they don't have what the Dodgers had, which is layoffs. And, of course, they only had a 60-game season, so they didn't get a full payment on their regional TV, local TV deal, and they didn't have fans in the stands, so they took another hit there, which means they sell less merchandise and concessions. They take another hit there. Dodgers with a round of layoffs. And then uh, Robinson Cano suspended suspended PEDs out for all of next season. Second time. Well, it's the second time, yeah, because the first time is 80, the second time is the entire season, basically half and then full. You're 38 years old, you're going to forfeit $24 million. I mean, there's really no excuse for this unless it's something I didn't knowingly blah, 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 like they always seem to say. And I think he forfeited his any chance. He was a potential Hall of Famer. I think that's out the window now. Uh, because, you know, he had a nice season at 37. Well, did you beat the system? Did you not get tested? What was the deal? Because you had been slumping when you're in Seattle, and then they go to New York, and you have a good season at 37. Well, that calls in a massive question as to why. And and the Dodgers on the layoffs, I get it. Uh, You know, they lost this and that. But at the same time, whatever they lost, the assessed valuation in the franchise (laughs) went through the roof. Yeah, you think. 
I think that uh, that's so, where the jazz sale catches on. everybody's attention. You know, the Clippers sold for $2 billion, and everybody was blown away. But it's in L.A. It's in the second biggest media market. The jazz without a building, though. Are in, what? No building. You're without right. Without a yeah. building. Yeah, without a building. The Jazz went for $1.66 billion. So an NBA team in the 30th market. With a, a building. A baseball team with the building. Wow. So, yeah, there's only – the valuations on these clubs are only going in one direction. Straight up. Sky high. Yeah. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, Utah, the season opener. Take three. Going to try and kick off Saturday night against USC. Ryan Abraham, uscfootball.com, here to talk about the Trojans and the Utes. He's going to join us at 8 o'clock. USC 2-0, a borderline magical 2-0, but 2-0 nonetheless. Uh, Craig Bullerjack, TV voice of the Jazz, here to talk Jazz and draft and as a weekday at 8.30. Your reaction to the draft next. Phone lines are open old school style. 855-340-ZONE. Grab the phone. Use the app. Use the open mic feature. Record 15 seconds of audio. Zip it off the yak, and he will play it on the air. You can hit us up on Fitter. On, uh, on Fitter. On Facebook and on Twitter. Fitter. Fitter. It's a, it's a new thing I got going on. Maybe a new it. thing. Who knows? Is this your new Maybe app you're developing? Yeah, if you're disgusted with Facebook, try Fitter. We do it right. Uh, Sign parlay. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, parlay. Sign! We're coming for you, parlay! Uh, Fitter, join me now and be all alone. Uh, Facebook, DJ and PK. Twitter, David DJ James. 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Stay with us.